Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Folks, you can always come here for the truth. You know, I I generally uh, avoid trying to pile on in a partisan manner, especially when it comes to things like national security. Why? Because I don't want to get dead. That's the golden rule of the Dan Bongino show is don't get dead. And I don't want to get dead. And I would rather not get dead. And if uh, being a partisan hack involves me getting dead quicker, I refuse partisan hackery and won't do it. Okay. Having said that, obviously yesterday and today are going to be enormously transformative days in the history of our national security situation moving forward with regards to China and the uh, the, the death of Al-Zawahiri yesterday. A lot going on. We are living in a post post-truth foreign policy era as well, where lies and disinformation and misinformation are directed at our leaders to you. You. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to four hundred dollars, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com/survival, and while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than two hundred rifles, shotguns, and revolvers, and they're all made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, Joe. Huge, busy news day. So yes, sir. You got it, man. An hour of info, brother. And yeah. uh, we're piling it all in. So, folks, uh, today is going to be uh, potentially a pivotal day in U.S. foreign policy and our national security situation moving forward. Uh, all the signs are pointing to the fact that Nancy Pelosi, our Speaker of the House, is going to land in Taiwan. Uh, the Chinese Communist Party, as of this morning, right before getting on this podcast, is now buzzing, uh, buzzing the the, uh, the Taiwan border with their fighter aircraft. Are they going to let Nancy Pelosi land? If she does land, what is going to happen? Again, I said to you yesterday, I'm not doing this again. This whole, well, they're not going to do that. Putin's not going to invade Ukraine. I made a mistake. I viewed him as a rational actor and a rational maximizer. Clearly, the man's a sociopath. The question now is, is Xi Jinping of China a sociopath as well? I don't think so. But what I think doesn't matter. What happens matters. What happens matters. Opinions are going to be irrelevant shortly as we figure out what's happening. What China will do and their options, I'll get to that in a second. First, why is this a national security problem? And folks on the left, again, I said this opening up the show. You know, if you want to just attribute this to partisan nonsense, you go right ahead. I'm telling you, we are in real trouble. Whether Biden's a Democrat, whether he was a Republican or anything else is irrelevant. The guy is clearly not thinking straight. Strategic unpredictability is an asset. The problem with Biden is he is predictably weak and everybody knows it. Putin knows it. Xi knows it. I am not an interventionist. I have never been. If you listen to the show, you know that. Having said that, we need to have a credible threat of deterrence. Peace through strength is a real thing. This guy is predictably weak, Biden, and everyone knows it. Tucker Carlson last night on his show summed up how we have not had a president Cave to China like Joe Biden in modern American history. And it's awfully convenient, isn't it, 
that him and his son, he's the big guy after all, had this alleged corrupt deal with a Chinese Communist Party energy company. Why is this guy in Hock to China? Is there a blackmail file we don't know about? And is that going to create an incentive for Xi to do something crazy today or tomorrow? We'll see. Listen to Tucker on this last night. He's the opposite of a China hawk. He is a toady to China. Since the day Biden was elected, he has helped the Chinese government in ways that no American president has ever even contemplated. A partial list. The administration helped cover up the origins of COVID, even after it became very clear that this global pandemic, which wrecked the American economy, was created by the Chinese military. But we can't mention that because it's racist. Then the White House shut down a counter-espionage program designed to stop Chinese spying, which is endemic in the United States. Then Biden dropped tariffs against Chinese goods. Then he refused to do anything to move critical manufacturing back to the United States. And at the same time, he's literally selling our strategic oil reserves to China in the middle of a domestic energy crisis. And by the way, handing our entire energy grid over to the government of China. And then to top it off today... The Pentagon spokesman, John Kirby, who acts as the White House spokesman, all of a sudden, for some reason, said this, quote, we do not support Taiwan independence. When was the last time a White House said that? No, they don't say that. Now they are saying it. We don't think Taiwan's its own country. Okay. So on every level, meaningfully on the policy levels that matter, Biden has been more pro-China than any president. And yet... He seems to want a war with China now. That's the problem is the Chinese Communist Party knows all this stuff. So the problem is, that's why I ended it there with Tucker, is I don't believe that, that the Chinese Communist Party credibly believes he wants a war with China. Well, Dan, what's wrong with that? We don't want a war with China. Yes, thank you. We don't. Period. Full stop the problem is, if China believes we don't want a war with China, it incentivizes China to create war with us. What part of this is hard? The Soviet Union believed Reagan was willing to go to war with them. That's why we never had a war. Is this difficult for the lefties and the media people kissing Biden's ass? Game theory is a very real thing. No one believes that. No one believes that. Xi Jinping feels like he can do whatever he wants. Why? Because this stuff, here's the receipts. Biden has a history of caving on every major issue with China. Every major issue with China. Solar tariffs, selling them our oil from our strategic reserves, kissing their ass with regards to Taiwan. Here it is right here. Here's Biden a while ago asked about in a public press conference. Asked about if we were going to defend Taiwan. Here he is playing fake tough guy. How do we know it's fake? Stand by. I'll show you in a second. Here's Biden saying, oh, yeah, don't worry. We're going to definitely defend Taiwan. Check this out. Are you willing to get involved militarily to defend Taiwan if it comes to that? Yes. You are. That's the commitment we made. Okay. You don't think Taiwan and China both saw that? Wow. They've been like, wow, this guy's tough. Real hard ass there, isn't he? Really? Because he's folded on every other major issue, so he's not going to fold on a military conflict in China, which I don't want either. A military conflict over the strait in Taiwan, I don't want that either. But don't say that if you can't back it up. Well, Dan, he's not backing it up. 
Here's his spokesperson for national security, John Kirby, just yesterday saying the exact opposite thing about defending Taiwan. Check this out. We oppose any unilateral changes to the status quo from either side. We have said that we do not support Taiwan independence. And we have said that we expect cross-strait differences to be resolved by peaceful means. Peace through strength is a real thing. Nobody believes this guy. He has caved on every single issue with China. Again, chalk it up to partisan stuff all you want on the left. You're going to walk us right into World War III with a nuclear-powered major world economy in China. Folks, I'm very concerned right now about these next few days and weeks, and you should be too. We are in a really, really, really perilous situation right here. So what could China do about Nancy Pelosi's trip today that may or may not happen? Well, there's a couple of options. The journal sums it up pretty well. Nancy Pelosi's Taiwan Straits. She says a serious, the, uh, the editorial board writes in this piece, a serious Chinese military intervention would be a strategic watershed. Pay very close attention to this. You're darn right it would be. They're talking about possible China moves. One of them could include an attempt to intercept and harass Ms. Pelosi's plane, which will, or which will have, which they hope will have a U.S. military escort as of the term, which I believe it will. The chances for miscalculation in that scenario are high. In the worst case, China could demand her plane not land under threat of being shot down. It's not clear how the U.S. pilots of her plane would respond. Folks, they put us in a really bad spot here. Someone leaked the existence of this trip to put Pelosi on the spot. Pelosi's dopey husband, Paul, is invested heavily in this semiconductor thing. This semiconductor bill, which is going to benefit China, would profit from the Pelosi family's intervention. Semiconductors are produced heavily in Taiwan, which automatically corrupted the trip. And then you've got a Biden administration in Hakta, Taiwan, Taiwan, excuse me, in China, over Taiwan. A Biden administration over a over an uh, alleged business deal where he's the big guy, which would benefit him to a connected Chinese Communist Party company. This is just a political mess. These idiots, you didn't do this. These idiots got us in this mess. I told you, it's not an option right now between good and bad. It's bad and worse. And worster. Here's another potential avenue for China. None of these are good. It could also be the first step in a Beijing quarantine strategy to declare that China has the right to block or inspect any aircraft or ship seeking to land in Taiwan. China could also let Miss Pelosi's plane land and later move to seize Komoi and Matsu, the offshore islands controlled by Taiwan that triggered a geopolitical crisis in the 50s. Dan, where's the good news? No, no, there's no good news. There's, there's no good news. This is what weakness gets you. Do you notice none of this happened under the Trump administration? Do you notice that? Yeah. I'm not telling you the guy was the be-all, end-all, and I'm not an acolyte to anyone. But I'm telling you, it's really weird how you keep telling us how Trump was so awful and terrible. It's peace. Oh, my gosh. It's peace. Yeah, none of this stuff seemed to happen there. Why? Because we had a credible deterrent of force, a threat of force that they actually believe. No one believes this guy. 
Nobody. Today is going to be a pivotal day. And, uh, folks, obviously the show is uh, recorded. Pelosi expected to arrive in Taiwan soon. Uh, again, look, you get goosebumps here. I'm talking, this is how you can see it. If you, I mean, I'm very, very concerned about these coming days. A lot of this tough talk and bluster is always thrown around from people who are not willing to go and engage in the fight themselves. You want to, you want, do you really want a war with China? How do you think, how do you think we win that? What's your solution to win that? Don't ever, ever forget Fox Connors rules of war, famed military legend. Don't ever go to war alone. Don't ever go to war for long. And don't ever go to war unless you absolutely have to. This a potential war with China after today violates every single one of those rules. Peace through strength is a real thing, but it has to be a credible threat. Biden has no history of being credible. How do we know that? Yesterday, good for the administration. I'm in Al Zawahiri, dead taken out according to reporting we've seen. It's been noted by a few that there are no American outlets on the ground. I, I would I'd love to follow the Bongino rule, but this is a major story. I'm just putting out there what people are reporting. I'm in El Zawahiri. The head of Al-Qaeda post bin Laden is now dead. Supposedly taken out by one of our uh, missile strikes. Now, the problem with that as well, this is a good thing. We want this guy dead. What the hell was he doing in downtown Kabul in, for that area, a relatively well-connected area of higher-ups in the Afghan government? He wasn't in some mountainous region. He was in like the equivalent of an embassy row in Kabul. I thought we were told when we left, by the way, a decision I agreed with, just not the way this idiot in the White House did it, did it. We were told at the time that this was the best way going forward and that don't worry, Al-Qaeda was crushed over there. You just whacked the guy in the equivalent of Embassy Row in downtown Kabul, meaning he was being hidden there. Remember this from Biden on Afghanistan telling us a while back how, yeah, don't worry, the evacuation there, Al-Qaeda is dead over there. Here, check this out. What interest do we have in Afghanistan at this point with Al-Qaeda gone? We went to Afghanistan for the express purpose of getting rid of Al-Qaeda in Afghanistan as well as, as well as getting Osama bin Laden. And we did. Al-Qaeda with Al-Qaeda gone. You heard, you heard it. That's his, that's, that's his words. It's not my words. Now, forgive me for not towing the uh, you know, corporate media line. Everybody celebrating everything Joe Biden does at the drop of a hat in a, res- in a rescue effort to try to rescue this disastrous failed presidency. I'm not doing it. We ask questions here. We do actual reporting, not bootlicking. That's kind of an important question, no? Considering the method by which Joe Biden chose to leave, leaving essentially zero footprint whatsoever on the ground there, 
telling us it was because Al-Qaeda was gone and now killing Al-Qaeda's main guy in Embassy Row in downtown Kabul? And we're not supposed to ask that question? Talk about a hard pass on that. That's the hardest of passes. We'll ask those questions here. By the way, the weirdest thing picked up by people's pundit on social media, hat tip, and others. How many times are we going to kill this guy? Is that what we're hearing? What are you talking about, Dad? Did you not notice that this guy's been declared dead like multiple times before? Here's a bro- I'm not messing with you. Here's a Brookings institution. The death of Ayman al-Zawahiri and the future of Al-Qaeda. Look at the date. November of 2020. Joe, can you vouch for me? It's uh, August 2nd, 2022. It is, correct? Yep. Flag it. Thanks, man. Just need a fact checker there. Yeah, we flagged that one. Here's another one. November. A couple of days after that one. Al-Qaeda chief Zawahiri has died in Afghanistan, says sources from Arab News. How many times is this guy going to die? I'm just asking questions, folks. Are we allowed to do that anymore? Doesn't really matter the answer because I'm not really asking permission. I'd be obviously being sarcastic. I give you the double barrel middle finger whenever you tell me not to talk about something. How many times is a guy going to die? Give that some time. By the way, here's uh, Reuters, you know, famed international, very serious news outlet, Joe. All over the important stuff yesterday, we've got this China problem and inflation problem, a now shrinking economy. We've got uh, Afghanistan obviously turning into an Al-Qaeda hub. And what's Reuters doing? They're fact checkers. They're on the case, Joe. This was from Twitter yesterday. They're fact checking a video of an ice cream truck music in the background of Joe Biden's speech, noting that it's digitally edited, the ice cream music. Holy smokes. (laughs) People say holy smokes anymore? Is that just the normal cost thing? Yeah. (laughs) I used to say that. Holy beats the alternative on the air. Yeah, beats the alternative on the air. You're correct. Thanks, Reuters. You guys are really on the ball. What would we do about a, without a serious outlet like Reuters out there fact-checking ice cream music in the back of an obviously digitally manipulated video meant to be funny? What would we do without you guys? You know, you could fact-check the White House's claims about tax hikes. You could fact-check uh, Biden's claim about Afghanistan. You could fact-check... Some of the stuff on China, how he keeps flip-flopping his position. But no, you stick with the ice cream music. That is right up your alley. It's exactly what you guys do. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Okay, so this happened yesterday. I was sitting around, and there's a Senate race. There's a primary today, a number of primaries. I'll get to that in a second. Arizona, Michigan, Missouri, Kansas, uh, and Washington all have primaries today. If you were in one of those states, it is Tuesday. Obviously, elections happen on Tuesday in the federal level. Arizona, Michigan, Missouri, Kansas, Washington, get out and vote. I'll explain why. I'll get to more of that in a minute, why it's so important you vote. And it's not just for the, oh, I want my voice heard. Yeah, I get it. Me too. But there's an actual tactical reason you need to get out and vote besides that for you personally. New York Post, Trump sparks confusion after endorsing 
quote, Eric in Missouri GOP Senate primary. Folks, there are a number of candidates running for the Senate seat in Missouri. Uh, Vicki Hartzler and two other primary candidates in that. There are a number of them, but these are the, the, uh, the, the real ones with the raising the money. Uh, that, you know, I'm not knocking the other candidates. I'm just saying these are the ones leading in the polls. I was one of those guys who was a newcomer once, too. One of them is Eric Reitens, the former uh, governor, and another one is Eric Schmidt, the current attorney general. Folks, obviously, because he endorsed Eric, well, you say, which one? I don't know. Both of them claimed Trump's endorsement yesterday. Now, he obviously did that on purpose. He let, said he would let the Missouri voters decide. Um, I just kind of lost it on my Twitter account yesterday uh, about this, and I'll tell you why. Folks, I, you, you, you know me. You're here with me all the time, every day, radio here, Fox. I rarely rarely get into primary stuff rarely i didn't even get into primary stuff in the district i ran in in maryland even nobody knows even though no one knows it better than me you know that i'll mention a candidate once in a while but i generally have a an approach to primaries that who cares who i like it's what you like that matters you're all smart enough to figure it out now i will say this that rule still applies. You can figure it out. You know who to vote for. If you're supporting either one of these guys or Vicki Hartzler and you have your reasons, I respect that. I, feel, I cannot emphasize to you in strong enough terms how strongly I feel about this, and I'll tell you why. Eric Greitens is not the candidate. I am supporting Eric Schmidt. Eric Greitens is not your guy. Why do I say that? Because people I know who know Eric Greitens very well I'm making this up. This isn't some, uh, I have no dog in this fight. I am not a consultant to either campaign. Unlike some, I'm not on anybody's payroll. Unlike others, it happens. People get, you're going to consult for a candidate you believe in. You're going to be on a payroll. Uh, again, I'm not knocking anyone. I'm just telling you, I have no dog in this fight. Other than what I'm telling you is true. Eric Reins is not a good guy. He is not a good guy. If he wins, is he better than a Democrat? The Democrats, the worst guy, as I always told you, Republicans are not the solution to all your problems, but Democrats are the cause of them. Having said that, Eric Reitens is not a good guy. And I know a number of people very close to him and his operation. He will do or say anything. He is not the guy. If you are voting today in Missouri, I'm supporting Eric Schmidt. Who cares who I'm endorsing? You figure it out on your own. I'm telling you, this is a bad guy. I've been approached by a number of people to try and uh, get behind this guy. And they can, they can attest to these. I have absolutely, resolutely said there isn't a chance in the hell. And I let everybody know that. Having said that, it is primary day today. Again, I told you the states, Arizona, Michigan, Missouri, Kansas, Washington, please vote. Why? Well, obviously you want to vote because it's your civic duty. Make your voice heard. Of course, we get that. But that's all like a lot of flowery, great stuff. Cool, great. But why does it matter for you? Same reason I just told this for my daughter, who just voted for the first time down here in Florida in our primary. Uh, it's coming up August 23rd. She sent in a ballot in advance because she's leaving to go to college. So she mailed in a ballot. Better to mail it in than I vote at all. You got to vote. We have a secret ballot in this country. 
obviously. It means politicians don't know who you voted for, but they absolutely know you voted. I was talking to a candidate the other day. I ran into her in a bar restaurant I was eating at. The candidate told me that the voter information is so detailed now that they can tell if you voted by mail in Florida that your ballot was received. I said, well, is that useful for you? She said, yes, because we save money on mailers by taking you off our list. She goes, that's why I don't vote by mail. She said, I go in person on the last day because I want to get the mailers up until the last minute to see what the other candidates are up to. That's how detailed the information is. They absolutely know you voted. They not only know you voted, they know when the ballot was received. That's how detailed it is. If you do not vote, they know you don't vote. And one day, you and your business are going to have some problem you're going to need a congressman or a state delegate or state senator on. The first thing they're going to do is go to your voter file. And if it shows you don't vote, I have got bad news for you. Your caboose is getting hung up on. Or you're going to, here's the file. Please vote. I don't care if it's a non-competitive primary. I don't care if you go into the voting booth and there's one race for school librarian and that's it. You have to vote in it. Everybody knows you are a super voter when you are. And your phone call gets answered first. I can't emphasize this enough how important this is. You have to vote. Every election, all the time. If you don't vote, you're going to get stuck with deranged lunatic Democrats who have the 2022 election has sent them into a new level of insanity. I thought would would ebb a little bit after 2020 when Biden plotted his uh, planted his caboose in the Oval Office. No, they've gone even crazier. Here is Illy Mistal. By far the craziest person on television. A total lunatic who Guy noted this morning when I sent this cut over. We have never put a, a, a sound on tape, a sot, we call him in the business, video clip on the show of this guy without it being the most insane thing you're going to see all week. How this guy is still allowed on television by these networks, despite saying racist openly racist and bigoted stuff openly he's not it's not closeted racist stuff is insane this is what you'll get if you don't vote here's illy mistal attacking herschel walker republican nominee for senate in the great state of georgia and telling us how republicans like their quote negroes a certain way this is loud on TV. Check this out. Walker is has the backing of the Republicans. Now you ask, why are Republicans backing this man who's so clearly unintelligent, who so clearly doesn't have independent thoughts? But that's actually the reason. Walker's right. going to do what he's told. And that's what Republicans like. That's what Republicans want from their Negroes, to do what they're told. Wow. He's like, wow. It's incredible. Yeah. But, it's really hard to believe. It's really hard to believe that bigots and racists like this guy are not only allowed back on, but celebrated by the network. Stunning. Just just stunning. That's how they like their Negroes. Quote. Now, Illy Mistal must have missed this one. Remember this? New York Times. Biden apologizes for saying black voters, quote, ain't black if they're considering Trump. Remember that with Charlemagne, that interview? He must have, must have, must have missed that. 
Billy Mistal. That's what you got if you don't vote. That's what you're going to get. All right, folks, the disinformation campaign from the White House continues. Let me get to this first. Corinne uh, Jean-Pierre just got destroyed again yesterday in the White House. And hilariously, in an effort to defend herself, she cites, wait till you guys see this. I don't know if you put two and two together yet in my rundown. She cites two experts to back up their, their hundreds of billions of dollars of tax hikes they want to push. Wait till you find out who the two experts are. This is a classic. So the disinformation campaign from the White House continues. I said yesterday we're in a post-truth America. I mean that. I use my words deliberately. Don't forget that. Anchor yourself. Anchor your boat right in that right now. If you think we're in an America where truth matters anymore to the media, you're out of your mind. The White House, Joe Manchin and Chuck Schumer are now pushing, hoping to pass this week, a massive, Billions of dollars of hundreds of billions of taxes, a tax hike package through the Congress. They're calling it hilariously the Inflation Reduction Act. It will do nothing but produce more inflation as it crushes production and as more money chase fewer goods. Peter Ducey yesterday called her out in what we mentioned on yesterday's show. That this tax hike package you're pushing through, didn't you guys claim in a campaign pledge that you weren't going to hike taxes on people who make $400,000 or less? Biden did that. We have it on video. Ducey says, well, the Joint Committee on Taxation, which the Biden administration repeatedly cited for the infrastructure bill, by the way, it's up on the Hill. It is, by the way, it's a left-leaning outlet. They said, no, no, taxes are going up for just about everyone. Watch Corinne Jean-Pierre just, no, no, that's just incorrect because she's living in a post-truth America where Reuters is too busy checking ice cream music in the back of a Jill Biden video. Check this out. Is President Biden thinking about pulling his support for the Inflation Reduction Act? No. Because he promised it wasn't going to make, it wasn't going to raise taxes on anybody making less than $400,000 a year, but the Joint Committee on Taxation says that is not true. Well, that is incorrect. <laughs> okay. Um, it, it's not incorrect. Here's the chart. You can see the chart. We put it up yesterday. The Joint Committee on Taxation, which, by the way, again, is a left-leaning Keynesian-type outfit that they use up on the Hill, the Joint Committee. Here's the chart right here, folks, if you're watching on Rumble. You can see it. What do you, you think I'm making this up? I put the link in the show notes. Your taxes are going up. So here's the White House. This is part two of this. Here's Corinne Jean-Pierre, again, eager to pretend that they're not going to hike your taxes dramatically in some cases during a recession. She cites two experts who say, Joe, don't worry about it. They, they say, no, no. And, and, and I want you to notice the spin here. She doesn't refute the point at all that your taxes are going up. She tries to tell you that all the government spending goodies they're going to give you are a bigger benefit than your taxes. And then in order to refute the premise that your taxes are going to go up dramatically and it's not worth it for you, she cites two experts. Pay very close attention to the names, by the way. Kim Clausing and Seth Hanlon. Pay very close attention. It'll make sense in a second. Here, check this out. The JCT uh, uh, report that we're currently seeing is incomplete because it omits uh, the actual benefits uh, that Americans would receive when it comes to pres prescription drugs, when it comes, comes to uh, the en lowering energy costs like utility bills. It does not include that. And uh, we have some experts, don't have to trust me, we have experts that say the exact same. Kimberly, Kimberly Clausing from 
from UCLA. Many key factors are left out in these tables, including, importantly, the effect of deficit reduction, the positive effects of the spending on clean energy, and the benefits from low drug prices that I just stated. Oh, so green energy boondoggles and price controls, which will institute rationing for the drugs you have. There's no question about it. What are the two ways to allocate scarce resources like drugs? They're scarce, right? They're not ubiquitous. Drugs are scarce. Everything's scarce. What are the two ways to do it? You can price it or ration it. So when you control the price, in other words, eliminate the price signal, you ration. That's it. That's it. You can tell me a third way to allocate resources. You will win the Nobel of Nobel Prizes because there's no other way. So she's saying, don't worry. Two experts told us rationing and green energy boondoggles make these tax hikes worth it. So she cites Kim Clausing. So I did a little homework on this. And Seth Hanlon from the Center for American Progress. <laughs> the minute she said that, I laughed that one off. Here's Kim Clausing. Bloomberg, Treasury tax official leaving the Biden administration. Oh, look, Kim Clausing. Kim, Kim Clausing. So she was a so she was a Biden administration official who left to go to academia, who's now saying the Biden administration, oh no, they're absolutely right. Everyone else is lying to you. Oh, yeah, okay. No conflict there at all. I definitely trust that Kim Clausing, and you should too. She has zero conflict of interest on that one. Then they cited Seth Hanlon from the Center for American Progress. The minute I heard that one, of course, I laughed hysterically. Why? Who is the Center for American Progress? Here's activist facts. Center for American Progress receives money from multi-billionaire hedge fund manager George Soros through two of his nonprofit groups. Here you go. There you go, fellas, every single time. You trust Karine Jean-Pierre or you trust your own eyes? the Joint uh, Committee on Taxation's actual report about your taxes going up. Who do you trust? I told you, with drugs and with these green energy boondoggles, you eliminate the price signal, you have rationing. It's really that simple. You don't want prices to determine who gets drugs? Oh, prices are unfair. Okay, now you ration them. You get this and you get that. And who picks who gets what? Oh, the government, not you. Good luck with that. Why is the White House panicking and having two obvious non-experts who, re- who have, I mean, sincerely held, uh, I shouldn't say sincerely held, uh, uh, allegiances, because they're not sincere, they're just political mercenaries, but who have obvious conflicts of interest. Because folks, the Atlanta Fed yesterday just slashed the Q3 GDP growth uh, uh, prognostications as well. Zero hedge, you can read this in my newsletter too. They slashed their projected growth in the third quarter from 2.1% down to 1.3%. Now, let me give you the even worse news. If that 1.3%, as the situation with the economy gets worse, is then slashed to negative, when are we in a recession? Used to be two quarters of negative growth. Now that the media has decided to protect Biden and change the definition, is three quarters a recession? What about four? What about a year? What about minus 5% growth? God forbid that were to happen. 5% GDP. What about that? You see how they're going to have to now, they've created such a bad situation for them that now the argument going forward, they're going to have to continue to move the goalposts. You guys see this, how this is going to happen? They can't possibly keep this up. Atlanta Fed, that's a big deal. 
That's probably a generous readout of the potential GDP number in the third quarter at 1.3. Now, what's the backup plan for this administration? What's the backup plan for the Democrats now? The backup plan at this point appears to be Kamala Harris and Buttigieg. Kamala Harris is as disgraceful as Joe Biden. Here yesterday in one of the, I mean, this, I constantly say we've reached a new low and then another new low cracks through the basement floor. And then we get into like from the mantle to the, to the core, to the, the, to the crust, to the mantle, to the core. Here's Kamala Harris yesterday. One of the most disgraceful things I've seen do in a long time. And for her, that's saying a lot. Here's Kamala Harris blaming the uh, climate change, climate change. She has no evidence of this whatsoever blaming global warming or whatever they call it today for the deaths in Kentucky and doing it shamelessly due to the flooding. Check this out. Climate change has become a climate crisis and a threat has now become a reality. In recent days, deadly floods have swept through Missouri and Kentucky, washing away entire neighborhoods, leaving at least 35 dead, including babies. I'm ashamed of these people. I'm disgusted. I mean, I mean that. Again, I use my words deliberately and carefully. I'm ashamed of these people as an American citizen. Disgusted. Disgusted. We still haven't had burials or funerals. There's a massive ongoing flood uh, going on in Kentucky. People died, a lot of people, kids. And this buffoon, clown, the backup plan, the bullpen pitcher for the White House coming out has the gall to come out with no evidence whatsoever and blame global warming or whatever they call it today on a series of floods. She has no idea whatsoever, not a shred of evidence that these things are connected. Folks, misinformation and disinformation are their business. This is what the left does. I said to you yesterday, and I'll say it again, we are living in a post-truth America. Truth doesn't matter anymore. The hallmark of your political success is not only that you lie, but how well you do it and how many people you can convince that your lie is true. Any allegiance to facts or reality is gone. Wipe it out. Flush it down the bowl. Here's what I mean. Again, on the abortion matter. People are lying to you about the abortion matter as well. There's a Wall Street Journal article up about the ectopic pregnancy uh, debate. An ectopic pregnancy is a, a pregnancy in the fallopian tube that doesn't implant in the uterus. That pregnancy, that life has no chance, folks. No chance. It is not an abortion. It was never considered an abortion. That, that if, if, if allowed to continue both the life and the mother's life, they will both be dead. An ectopic pregnancy is a threat to the mother's life. It is not a viable pregnancy. It was never ever considered an abortion, but because the lying left, these crazed lunatics want you to now believe that ectopic pregnancies would be banned and women will die as a result of the uh, Roe Dobbs case, the Dobbs case at the Supreme Court, the abortion case. They are now changing the definitions they had on their sites the whole time. Let me be crystal clear with you. There is no state in the United States that bans this procedure for an ectopic pregnancy that would result in the death of the child and the mother 
No state that bans this. None. Are we clear? None. They are making this up. Now, Planned Parenthood, a disgusting organization, sensing the ability to make a political argument and a scare tactic out of ectopic pregnancies. Women get an ectopic pregnancy. They're going to force you to die. Totally, completely made up, just like Kamala making up this global warming led to the floods in Kentucky. Planned Parenthood, right there with the assist, lying for the administration because misinformation is their thing. They note in this piece in the journal, Planned Parenthood's politicized diagnosis, Erin Morrow-Hawley. Yet Planned Parenthood's own website used to say, this is what their website said about ectopic pregnancies, which is true, used to say this. Quote, treating an ectopic pregnancy isn't the same thing as an abortion. That is correct. Yet after abortion advocates insisted post-Roe that pro-life laws might interfere with treatments for ectopic pregnancy, Planned Parenthood altered its medical definition to fit the narrative. Today, its website says, quote, the medical procedures for terminating a pregnancy in the uterus are usually different from medical procedures for terminating an ectopic pregnancy. Notice how they changed that. Notice how they changed that to make sure you still believe out there that an ectopic pregnancy, that you, if you get one, you're going to die and that they're coming after you. You see what they do? This, if you don't vote, is what you're going to get. You got to get out there. You have to get out there, ladies and gentlemen. Republicans are not the solution to all your problems. But I'm telling you, Democrats are the cause of them. We are dealing with a post-truth America. We are dealing with a truth crisis, and it is deadly serious. All right, let me get to this. I got a couple Fauci cuts. This guy just will not go away. Talk about the king of misinformation. He says he's worried about misinformation here. And another story from Zero Hedge. Remember what I keep telling you about the gun list? How the left will not stop until they can put together a list of all the gun owners who have guns? It's, that, watch this. This sounds like a backdoor method here. Stay tuned. Okay, speaking of misinformation and disinformation, I just want to get to this quick. Uh, because Fauci has become a purveyor of misinformation. Probably I could make a very strong case based on his influence and his penetration into the social ecosystem into the United States, that there isn't a bigger purveyor of medical misinformation than Dr. Anthony Fauci. Again, it's not personal. Fauci's, Fauci's a public figure. Let's just go through quickly before we get this, the things Dr. Fauci, the misinformation he spouted out. Remember him about masks? First, he said masks don't work. Then he says masks work. Now he's saying masks work again, despite telling us in the beginning not to worry about the masks, that they don't work. Fauci has also said, he says, it may stop a droplet here and there. Remember that? Then he said about the vaccine, it would prevent the transmission of COVID. That was not true. He had no data to indicate that at all because longitudinal studies hadn't been conducted. Then remember when he told us and still to this day insists the COVID origin is most likely natural? That's absolutely ridiculous. It is obviously a lab leak. Whether intentional or not, we don't, we don't know. All the evidence is pointing to a lab leak, not natural origins. Here's Fauci yesterday, despite, again, three huge chunks of misinformation he propagated, indicating that he's really worried about misinformation on social media because he loves to censor stuff. That's why. Check this out. It's very difficult, superimposed upon an anti-vax type feeling among some, superimposed upon the political divisiveness we have in this country, which you know, and, and the social media misinformation and disinformation 
it's very difficult to get people to adhere to common sense public health measures. Here he goes again. You understand this guy's a vehicle for censorship. He's saying that for a reason. He is a purveyor of misinformation, and he's saying that to put into the space and plant the seed that disinformation, even though it's his thing, is a problem on the right. That's what he's talking about. The people who called him out were correct. He wants them censored. It's what power does to people. Here's Fauci again promoting the mask absurdity again that these cloth and surgical masks are somehow going to stop you or prevent in any way you from getting COVID in an indoor setting. It's just ridiculous. Listen to this. Click on the CDC map and you see that the county that you're in is an orange or a red zone. Then when you're in a congregate indoor setting, wear a mask. I can't with this guy. I'm the, you know, I'll, I'll lose my mind. The mask thing drives me crazy. I'm, 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 I, you just stew on that for a minute because I've got other stuff to get to. But it's just, I had to throw that in there to show you just what a buffoon this guy is. It's a public health official still recommending talismans like the mask. This story is important. It's in my newsletter today. For all you Second Amendment liberty supporters out there, this is really, really important. You need to read this story. It's at Bongito.com slash newsletter from Zero Hedge. I keep warning you. And, uh, you know, someone, I don't know if I should say, because I'll sound like one of those, like, uh, trying to be humble brags. You know what I'm talking about, Joe? When people brag and they pretend they're being humble about it. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to just say it anyway. With the, I promise that's not, what I'm, that's not what I'm saying. But someone wrote on uh, social media, I think it was Twitter yesterday. You can probably find it. He said, if you listen to the Dan Bongino show, the guy's like a prophet. He says something and just weeks or months later, it happens. I am definitely not a prophet. I have been wrong on my share of stuff. Uh, but we've been right about a whole lot more. And it's nothing to do with being, I pre- believe me, I deeply appreciate that over-the-top comment. The great Bondini. The great, Bi- <laughs> right, right, exactly. I deeply, sincerely appreciate it. But we've been wrong about stuff too, believe me, and we've corrected it. Um, but we've been right about a lot of critical things, a lot. And it's not some kind of, you know, super X-Men-like Professor X intellectual power I have. It's just, I've dealt with the left. I worked in the White House. I was a candidate. I'm an activist. And I've seen how these people work behind the scenes. It's not hard to figure out when you know their battle tactics, right? One of the things I've warned you about repeatedly, and I continue to be proven right over and over, is the government and the lefties in the government in the swamp will not stop until they have a list of all the guns and where they are. Or at least, a, a, maybe not all the guns, but at least at a minimum, I want to be precise, a list of gun owners. Notice, that's not the same thing. You may be a gun owner and have six or seven different guns. They may only know about one of them. They don't know where all your guns are, but they know you're a gun owner. You get that? You understand the difference? They would love a list of all the guns. Don't get me wrong. But in lieu of that, they'll take a list of at least who the gun owners are. Why? So they can have that list. That way, when they ban guns, are they going to come and confiscate every gun? Probably not. So, damn, what's the point of a list if they're not going to come confiscate every gun? They're not because local sheriffs aren't going to do it for them. The point of it is, let's say you decide to run for office or speak out against a powerful liberal or swampy Republican. You can go right to the list. Oh, look, Joe Armacost is on that list. Says he has a Glock 43. Damn. Did he ever turn that in? Be a real shame if someone showed up at his house to ask about that, wouldn't it? That's why they want the list. Serrano's got the list. <laughs> Some of you got that. Zero Hedge, <laughs> U.S. Department of Commerce asked gun holster companies for sales records. Gun hol- wait, that's a gun holster. Oh, oh, 
I'm sure they'll chalk this up to just a standard commodity flow survey, which is what they're doing. They said, no, no, the Census Bureau sends out the commodity flow survey to random companies every year. But it seems like an abnormal amount of holster companies as zero hedge notes, zero hedge notes have received the notice leading some of the holster companies to wonder if the federal government has targeted them. A lot of holster companies getting this flow survey. Strange, right? Who are their customers? It's alarming because the overreaching government could be attempting to create a registry of gun owners types and number of firearms owned via the information collected in the survey. Not a profit. Just know exactly what these dogs are up to. Well, if we can't get uh, FFLs, federal firearms licensees, to com- you know, compile a list for us, what if we go through holster companies? Oh, I got an idea. What if we make every gun owner get insurance that has a gun? And then we ask the insurance policyholders for a list. No, that's never happened. Oh, it has. Oh, it has. That's right. Liberal states are looking to do that now. I got another crazy idea. What if we reclassify anyone who sells a gun for profit as a federal firearms licensee so they'll have to get a background check record every time they sell a gun, even if that's not their business? Oh, they just did that. They just did that in the gun bill some dopey Republicans signed on to. What if we did universal background checks so if you give your gun to your kid, you have to go to an FFL who has to log it, and they can get to, oh, they, they, want, they want that too. Oh, they want that too. They want the list. They want the list, and I'm glad these holster companies figured out what's going on. Read that piece in my newsletter. Folks, thanks again for tuning in. As always, on Tuesday, drum roll, please. Just got the ratings. Thank you very much. Very good. That's a pretty good drum, drum roll over there. I don't know if you guys heard that. <laughs> we were number one again, unfiltered, yeah. on the show. With a uh, huge 1.3 million on our audience Saturday night on Fox. You all are fantastic. I can't thank you enough for your support. I mean it. Like my elbows don't work. You get that hard thing they do. And my, that's all they reach. I can't even scratch my own head anymore. Thank you. Uh, and please subscribe to my podcast. You pushed us into the top five on multiple podcast platforms. The way you move up the rankings is by subscriptions. I can't say this enough. It's not listens. I wish it were. Please listen, but. You have to subscribe. It's free. Please go to Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, including Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino, and subscribe and follow. I deeply appreciate it. I will see you on the radio show a little bit later. You just heard Dan Bongino.